The Cooper and Anthony Show. Our guest tonight is a Grammy-winning musician, which I didn't realize. I guess I figured you probably have won Grammys, and now, of course, you won Grammys, like when I really think about it. And you probably know him as the bass player from the alt-rock band They Might Be Giants. He's also a founding member of the Red Pants Band, which has a brand-new album out called Dinosaurs and Metaphors. Plus, there are videos. There's a tour. There might be Giants is getting back into the studio. We have a lot to discuss. That's just the point. So please welcome Danny Weinkoff to the program. Hey, Danny. Hey, how you doing, Coops? <laughs> Good. Have you met Anthony before? Have you been on this show? Before? I have not been on no, this show, and I, I don't think that I have met Anthony. No. No. So, I know you guys have been working together for a long time, but I don't think we've actually met. Too long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, this is my longest relationship right here. Mm. All right. Well, you know, um, maybe that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, but, uh, congratulations, Anthony. On hanging, that's not the right. The congratulations would not no, be the that's right not thing the to say. No. That... <laughs> my condolences. Oh, I'm sorry. Probably. I'm sorry. Anthony. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but I'm just warning you ahead of time that Anthony um, also played bass. You're like a real bass player, and he's one of these people who like you know fancies himself a bass player so i'm just giving you a heads up ahead of time okay, okay. i played bass at one time i still have bass <laughs> I, I haven't sold anything i don't have the arsenal that he has behind him i mean oh yeah 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 because well, he's a real musician you're just a guy on the radio I'm, I'm, uh, the lighting is probably terrible and i'm i apologize you would think through all the, the time that we've been involved with this pandemic and zoom that i would have a better setup but <laughs> <laughs> this is the best I've got. Well, actually, we would assume because you're a musician who records music that you would have a better setup. Right. Well, my <laughs> my music recording stuff is fine. It's the video oh, stuff. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, well so. we can see you and hear you, and that's all that matters. Okay. Excellent. Um, so um, let's talk about the Red Pants band. So okay. You- so let me clarify. I. I, I I when I re- release the music aside from they might be giants, I do children's music, music for family and kids, mm-hmm. which actually started by working with they might be giants because at one point they might be giants started making children's music and actually was signed to Disney Records and uh, we did uh, music for a number of their television shows like uh, Mickey's Playhouse and the Hot Dog theme song and uh, Higley Town Heroes, which was a series for Disney, etc. So. I was working on children's music as a member of They Might Be Giants and then sort of branched out on my own. Um, and But I released that music under my own name, which is Danny Weinkoff. The Red Pants Band is uh, the band that I put together when I play live shows with my children's music. We all wear oh. red pants and, and we do it that way. So, yeah. <laughs> so if somebody looks for Red Pants Band on, on YouTube or Spotify or something, it's not there. It's under my name. Oh, good to know. Okay, now I understand because I, I thought I thought it was music you were doing with the Red Pants Band, but you're doing your own music, and then I, I do my I write all the songs, Got it. Uh, with the exception of a uh, like usually one song on an album. Um, there's a really excellent singer, bass player, keyboardist that that works with us named Tina Kenny Jones. She'll write one of the songs on and and sing it and 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 that sort of thing. And she sings probably half the songs. She's got like a phenomenal voice, and I've got a very okay voice <laughs> and that's being flattering to me um so when i write songs melodies that i can't sing i give them to her and she can just belt them out and, and she's phenomenal so um she's a total asset to the band and 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 for me as a songwriter just as an as a way for me to i can i can write songs that i would never be able to execute as a singer 
So it's it's wow. a, it's a great thing. Yeah. See, Anthony, that's called appreciation. She's a total asset. So remember those words right there. Danny just said it about <laughs> the woman he works ass. with. <laughs> <laughs> you're a total yeah. ass hat. So yeah, she's an asset. You're an ass hat. Close enough. I guess <laughs> I I'll it. take it. Um, so let's talk about the dinosaurs and metaphors. And because uh, this well, just came no, out. Yeah. Well, the, the dinosaurs and metaphors. Okay. Dinosaurs and metaphors came out at the beginning of the pandemic in April sort of not quite the beginning, just after I personally and my wife and daughter got COVID, which was in March of, I guess, 2019, when it all started. Oh, no. Um, I think you're frozen. That may be me. Yeah, we got Can you, you back. still hear me? We got yeah. you back. Mm-hmm. You're okay, good. great. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, that, that album came out in April of, uh, what year are we in now? 2020. That mm-hmm. came Wait, out so what's, what's the new album then? What's the name of the new one? The new album is called Words. It came out August oh. 20th of this year of 2021. It's oh, called I'm Words. Sorry. I thought Words was the single. Oh, Words I understand. Words is a single, yes. It's, it's confusing. Words is a single, <laughs> but it is a single from the next record, which is called Words. Got that it. album came out just a couple of weeks ago, August 20th. And the entire album is word themed. It's the first time I'm doing a themed record. So there's hyperbole song. There's alliteration song. There's silent letters and nouns and et cetera. You get the idea. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I had, um, I'm also a licensed physical therapist. So I was on tour with They Might Be Giants um, for about a week, which was supposed to be the start of about a year long tour. Mm -hmm. And when COVID hit. And we got sent home and then told to wait a few days and then told to wait a couple of weeks. And it ultimately everything was canceled, obviously. Um, and so I was out of work and I got a call from a friend of mine, a woman who has five children who needed to homeschool them all of a sudden. Wow. <laughs> and she was a practicing physical therapist in a school district near my home. And so she called me up and asked me if I could c- cover for her for an entire year while she took a sabbatical. Wow. So this past year, I've been a pediatric physical therapist in a school system. <laughs> that must be so weird for like the parents who know you as a musician. <laughs> that- it's a little, well, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a little weird for me, but it, it, it actually is a really nice balance. Um, uh, whereas, you know, being a musician can be very self-directed. It's, I feel incredibly selfish, especially when I'm on tour and my family's at home. I have two children, my wife and my kids. And mm. so there are times where I feel a little bit guilty, actually, about being away um, from home for long stretches, that sort of thing. And being a physical therapist is like completely the opposite. It's not about me at all. It, you know, every session is about the child that I'm working with and trying to mm. help improve their function and everything. And it really uh, it's a very grounding sort of balance to, to be doing both because I then I still was recording during the pandemic, I, I recorded this last record, this words record, and I was still working with They Might Be Giants and, that, you know, mostly virtually, but I still was a musician, but there was a there was a quite a balance. Um, right. So anyway, no, I, I appreciate what you do as a physical therapist, because my dog is a therapy animal and he and I, uh, I mean, before COVID, obviously, were visiting at uh, hospital for joint disease. And we worked specifically with the, with kids with the, on the children's ward. And what I thought was really interesting, I work with a lot of the physical therapists and they would have us come in and the dog would actually work with the kids, especially the ones that were like afraid to use some of the big equipment. And uh, I don't know what they had at, at your place, yeah, but at was terrific. They yeah, didn't have anything in my place. I worked in the hallway. Oh my God. <laughs> that's crazy. Because it was, because it was COVID. 
all of the classrooms, the gymnasiums were turned into classrooms. Every, you know, everything had to be spaced apart and, and, you know, glass walls put up around the desks, et cetera, all the dividers, every inch of space was taken up. So I actually was relegated to the hallway and whatever I did use with the children had to be cleaned every session. Right. Of so course. I tried to keep it to a minimal amount of equipment. And but the dog thing sounds amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, no they were really uh, people in that industry, your industry and in that yeah. that part of your industry are incredibly creative when it comes to ways to do physical therapy, especially with children. And they use the dog quite a bit, whether it was, um, you know, uh, kids that were that had uh brain some sort of like brain pro like a brain damage of some kind or like mm -hmm. an accident or whatever that were like relearning words they would they would give like three or four words to the dog they would say you know sit down and then stand up oh and the kid God. would have to remember you know well, what's the first command you gave the dog i told him sit great tell him sit again sit and he would sit okay what's the second command and they would have to sit and think and like you would see them trying to remember what was the second wow. command. So they were actually using. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty well, cool. I yeah, it's more. It's beyond pretty cool. I mean, if you were the therapist, you'd realize that it's one of the more tricky things about a lot of these students is motivating them, trying right. to find the things that will motivate. Because some of them, especially the ones on the autism spectrum, it's very yes. difficult to sort of tap into what works for them and what's interesting. So to, ha to have the animal there like that and have them react is, is really that's that's that really can facilitate a lot of a lot of the actual therapy. Yeah, I recommend a hundred pound big white lucky <laughs> dog. Oh, he's gained four pounds. Huh? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He was a 96 pound puppy. But, you know, it's COVID. So he it put on COVID. four pounds. Yeah. OK. All right. <laughs> now, you've been associated with a ton of record labels in your career. Yes. Um, and you own one now. Uh, is is the record business in 2021 completely over as we know it? Yeah. Well, as we knew it, absolutely. It's a it's a totally different world. It's um, yeah, I, I'm um, I'm even more grateful than I ever was in the past to be still in a band that's that's generating money that allows me to to make a living as a musician um, because a big part of that used to be album sales mm -hmm. and that album sales don't exist. People don't really, you know, they do on a very small level, you know, they, they, some people still buy some CDs here and there. People are buying vinyl, but you know, whatever percentage is probably 95% or something of the music these days that's heard is streamed. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, you you subscribe to the streaming service, and you have unlimited access to to all the music ever made. Um, and so, you know, in some ways, it's brilliant for the listener, but it's it's a very very different business um, for the uh, for the musician side. Um, and I don't know how I don't know how young bands do it. I really right. uh, mm -hmm. it's it's mysterious to me because you know, within TMBG, for example, we used to tour basically with the goal to sort of just break even on the tour mm. and we would sell records while we were touring and sell merchandise and then hope that the tour inspired more sales and, and promoted the album. And now you put out an album and you tour trying to make money touring. <laughs> right. So it's much, it's much more difficult. It's a, the, the, the uh, equation is really skewed uh, m much differently than it had been in the past. It's yes. 
It's very tough for me, you know, as a, as a, as a, you know, it's a, an infinitely tiny label that I have my own albums out on. It's just because it's more convenient for me. I can release it whenever I want to, and I have mm. control of it. Um, and I don't have to get an okay from a third party. Um, and I don't have to give them percentages of anything. Right. So, I, you know, I've been around long enough that I know the people at the radio stations that I want to be in contact with. I know the promoters. I know I, I can contact them directly. I don't really need for what, for my, the level that I'm doing the my children's music, I don't really need that much outside help. So that's why I was able to have my own label. So um, you actually call radio yourself. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Yeah. I, I know the programming directors them directly, or, you know, I'll just email them. You know, some I've been on stations in Sydney, Australia, for example, there's a great children's radio station down there called Kinderling. Dave Stevens is the program director. I'll email him directly, say, hey, Dave, I've got a new record. Here it is. He'll listen and tell me what he thinks about it. And like this, the Words album, for example, I just sent it to him a couple of days ago. And he's he's going to, they call, they have a thing they call the, like the, uh, the high five of the week, which is their like pick of the week. And they feature that album. So in October, it's going to be one of their featured albums. And that sort of thing. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, so, That's great. Yeah, no, it's 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 terrific. And I'm and I'm grateful to people like him and and the fact that I was able to meet him and play at his station because I was on tour with They Might Be Giants in Australia. Mm. So, you know, the, it's uh it all works together and you know, I try to keep as many plates spinning as I can, much like you, Coops. Yeah, no, you're busier than I am. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm no, busy. no, 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 no. I was I was <laughs> I was catching up online today. Before I, I, I wanted to talk to you again, because, you know, we've talked and we've been friends for, uh, you know, long two, time. Yeah, very long time. Um, but um, I didn't know you were on your seventh book. Yep. That yeah. that blows my mind. That, <laughs> that is really, really. I mean, aside from getting your Ph.D. and all the radio and television and everything else you've done, that, that that's really commendable. And, and thank you. That's really kind of you to say. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm that. jealous. I feel like a slacker. <laughs> I mean, we went to the same high school. Well, you know, I, I know. I need to get in gear here. You know what's so weird, though? If you think about it, it was a pretty small high school, and there have been a lot of really successful people, but like big-time successful people who have done big-time things. I wonder what's up with that. I wonder why there's so much incredible creativity and people that are so not just people that are working, people that are truly successful that, you know, I only do that for a living. I don't have a second job. Right. You know, I mean, I know that you enjoy the physical therapy stuff, but really mu music is your is yeah, your main oh, yeah, gig. Mm -hmm. And um, and, you know, and you and I both know several other of our friends and people we both know that also are working musicians or producers or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. What do you make of that? Like, why do you think that so many people came from this tiny, tiny little town? I, I know, you know, I, I, I have thought about it. I've had people ask me the same question actually um and it's usually somebody that falls in that category you know right uh, you know a mutual friend of our suzanne luna yep she's, she's now won like six emmy awards and numerous other you know accolades and and she's a, a field producer for ellen degeneres and a director and, and has done numerous you know she's worked for lots of people in hollywood she, i think she said the same kind of thing like what you know what do you think it I don't know, because, I, you know, I wonder if like somebody from another town near us, if they have as many, too, over the years, if they 
if it just accumulates, you know, like it, maybe it seems like more than it is. No, they're losers everywhere else. It's just us. <laughs> they didn't have that drive. You know, yeah, yeah they didn't have the drive. There's something about. You know, I mean, you know, I, I knew Steve Buscemi when I was a kid. He lived in Valley Stream. I'm sure he's not the only guy from Valley Stream. He's the cool. only guy from Valley Stream. <laughs> and he wanted to live in Limbrook, but, you know, his parents wouldn't let him move. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, maybe there's something in the water here that's that's uh, makes people want to be creative. I don't know. Or, you know, the other part of it is that the creative people could have been the ones that knew each other growing up. Right. So we're aware of of each other. Right. Doing it. Yeah. We're aware. We're very much aware of each other because those were the people we hung out with back in the day. And, and I wonder how much of it's generational, because when I think of like I get asked all the time by like young kids just getting out of college, like, how do you do it? And it's like, I, I, I can't answer that question because at a, I came up in radio at a yeah, time when you, it's uh, the answer is perseverance, man. You just kept going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly. No, but there was opportunity. There's, those opportunities right, don't right, exist right. anymore because you get people like Anthony and I who are syn- who are syndicated and, you know, we, we take up a lot of bandwidth that normally would have been space for somebody else or or 20 somebody else's you know and it's just it, it's not the same it's not how it used to Screw be them. so that's yeah. our attitude screw them <laughs> yeah but then there's the other the other side of it is there's this whole other world of people being uh, recognized um and finding like really fast wealth within the social media and TikTok world and Instagram world and these influencers and things that are, that's a whole, it's a whole new world. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, yeah, and some of them point. are, some of them are, are incredibly creative um, and, and hardworking and, you know, uh, and it's, you know, I'm sort of out of touch with it. I, you know, I keep people that I talk to are like, Oh, you need to get into this and you need to get into that. And I guess right. I have to, or I'm going to, you know, I'll age myself out. But um, yeah, there's a whole, I think because of uh, digital technology, there's a whole new thing uh, sprouting up that's very, very, as, as you know, Anthony was asking before about the record business, lots of businesses are changing in that way. You know, celebrity right. is changing in that way. Um, you know, uh, so. Yeah. So maybe even more opportunity, not less. Yeah, well, there may be more. It's just a different, yeah. it's completely different. different it might yeah. not be like, it may not be, for them to get a radio show like you have, but it may be for them to, I don't know, be a makeup expert on. Right. I don't even know. I'm, I'm yeah. just taking a guess. No, that's a thing. That's a, that's a category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But that's, that takes creativity too. And, you know, uh, and you have to work at it, you know? So. Right. So do you still play every day since we're looking at all your, Guitars oh, yeah. and bases oh, and all that. Abs- yes, yeah. Um, it's um, you know, um, I'm not a religious person, so I would I would say that I'm a very dedicated, <laughs> as if I were like an orthodox religious person. I'm dedicated to music in that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's a thing that sort of um, uh, makes me feel um, the happiest and and uh, like life has meaning. Uh, other than my family, I, I would say, I mean, there's nothing like, a, you know, your spouse or your kids or something. But um, other than that, music seems to be the thing that really it just drives me. I'm, I, I, you know, and I'm, because I have a studio in my home, um, I, I have access to it all the time. So I'm always playing. You know, I spent all day today. My, my son, Kai, is actually sings on the new album. Um, uh, he's 22 years old now. What? 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Wait, hang on. You mean little tiny Kai? Is, yeah, that's not yeah. possible. He's, he's now 22 years old. Wow. He's finished up four years of college. He was a... Uh, um, he sang a cappella for four years in, in, in uh, you know, he was the MD of an a cappella group for four years, the musical director. Wow. And he now is a really good songwriter and singer. And so we spent most of the day recording one of his new songs. And on, you know, other days I'll be recording stuff for myself or, 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 you know, just working on playing the bass or playing piano or playing keyboard, you know, uh, uh, guitar, you know, cause I play multiple instruments. So trying right. to keep up on all of them, there's, you know, there's a lot that needs to be done and, and, uh, it, it makes me feel great. So, um, yeah, I do it every day. Yeah. In answer to your question. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wonder if it's worse now that you have a studio in your house. How many people do have the studio in your house? Is that hurting music more than going to a studio and having that experience? Um, um, I think it's both. Um, I think it's both. I, I, I know like with TMBG, we all have, home studios. There's five of us. There's the two main uh, initial members, John and John. And then there are three. It's Dan Miller, myself and Marty Bello, who's the drummer. Um, we all have home studios. We all record music for television and, and some do, do film scores, some do production, other things. But when we record with They Might Be Giants, we may demo the music at home, but we always go into a studio together. Right. Uh, because there, you know, there's you can't capture that same interaction, uh -huh. um, you know, when you're doing it remotely. And we know that because of mm. COVID, you know, we, we, we put out a couple of records during COVID. Um, and so I recorded probably 12 or so songs from home, but it basically they'd send me the song almost finished. I do a bass part, send it back. And then mm. that's it. And then I'd hear it later on. Oh, it's done now. You know, but I do, I wasn't in the room with the drummer. I couldn't, we couldn't go back and forth like we do when we're there together. Right. I didn't have direct feedback from the Johns. And so it's a very, very different thing. I mean, we all trust each, each other. So we trust that the parts are going to be good, but not, not in the same way. Mm -hmm. But so, you know, so it's, it's still great to have studios that you can all be together in that are not in somebody's little basement or something. The thing about the basement you know, as I'm probably you, you, you may have experienced with with broadcasting, you may have been able to broadcast from home, too. Mm -hmm. I know some radio stations, they're actually the DJs are not going in yet. Right. They're doing. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're both we're both at our respective homes right now. Oh, OK, so there you go. Yeah. So there's that. And I mean, yeah. you know, back in the day when you had to go to a studio, it was costly. You know, mm -hmm. it was it was, you know, the average person you, you could. You know, you would save up money to get two days and make the most of those two days and be, you know, get everybody, you know, rehearse the songs above and really make the most of the time. And now you can at your leisure, like try things out. And, you know, it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's a, it's a, a tremendous uh, advantage from from years ago. But, you know, it, it does make things cold and distant. <laughs> right. Right. Of you course. So, yeah. So. So how is it? So if that's the case, how did you because one of the videos for words um you were saying that has like a really nice story attached to it. You got 25 animators from six different countries. So how right. did you make that happen then? Okay. So I, I, I had written the album words. The, the title track is called words and it's, um, you know, just about basically using words in a positive way. There's so much that's going on in the world and the media. There's so much, you know, uh, so many things that I wish my kids would not have to hear and, you know, that they right. can't come here. So I just wanted to, Put out a message basically saying that words can be comforting words can be inspiring etc cetera, etc cetera. 
I made the video and then, you know, again, like it's COVID and things are crazy. So I thought, well, I, I can't really afford to pay top dollar to get a, a video made. Let me just contact some people that I know and see if they have, if there are students that are not really working so much because of COVID, whatever, that want to work on a project that might want to do it for a, a reduced rate, whatever the case is. And I reached out to uh, a friend of mine who had done some videos for me in the past and had done work for for Sesame Street when I wrote for Sesame Street. He did the videos for that as well. So I, this guy, Eric Creedler from uh, uh, EG is the name of the company. Mm-hmm. I, I reached out to him. He said, well, let me see what I can do. And he, he, found, he lives in Minneapolis and he had another friend in Minneapolis. He said, okay, you know, this guy, um, what is his name? Mike Owens. Um, he knows some other people. Give me a couple of days. So I wait a couple of days. He's like, um, Mike's got like 15 or 16 people already. And he's still asking around. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that what that turned into was 25 animators. Oh, my God. Some of them in Holland, some in Barbados, some in India, some in the United States, all over the world. And so then now there's 25 people. So I can't pay 25 people their going rates, right? Right. But all right, all right. It's great that these people are interested. What can we do? I, lo- I love it. He's like, I can't pay one person. He's like, great, here's 25. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So okay, I was like, oh, this is phenomenal. But now what are we going to do? So his, his idea was like, all right, I'll I'll make a script that coincides with the, the lyrics and we'll make shot numbers and we'll a- ask if each group can do one or two shots, depending mm-hmm. on how much time they have available and what they're up for. And then we'll make a donation to a charity in their name. That's and so, brilliant. And, and they and all but a couple, a couple actually, I guess, just needed the money. So I sent them right. some money, but most of them did it for charity. <laughs> so I wound up donating to about 23 different charities. And I, I, I don't know if I got to talk to you about it or not, but we did it through Discord. Have you used okay. Discord before? Right. No, not yet. Mm-mm. Discord, it's, it's like a new one of these new apps like Zoom. It's a way for you to very easily set up meetings and set up sub meetings and subgroups where um, you can interact with people on your own timeline or interact, uh, you know, synchronously. I see. So they they were like, all right, we're all going to get everybody's name in discord. We're going to set up meetings. And they would set up these meetings and I would it'd be three in the afternoon here. It would be nine in the evening in Holland and whatever time it was in India. And these people were like so generous, like, oh, you know, I usually work in plasticine. What do you do? You do. OK, you do colored paper. What if I set up the shot with the plasticine and then you finished it with the colored paper? And the ba-? and they were just so excited about working together and collaborating. And like the spirit of it was incredibly heartwarming. And it's not not because it had anything to do with me. I think it was just because people wanted to be artistic and work together and COVID had really limited that. Limited right. that. So these people came together and they made this really charming, colorful, vibrant video. Um, and and the money went to charity. So I thought it was just a win-win in every way. Yeah, it was really fantastic. That is really yeah. amazing. That's really beautiful. Yeah. So, they, um, yeah, so we did the words video. And then we have I have um, two other videos from the album that are for hyperbole and nouns. And then I'll have another one. Uh, or nouns is coming, uh, etymology is done. So there's trying to, like, because uh, uh, getting back to me being a PT in the classrooms, 
um, seeing the walking into all these classrooms each day and mostly like kindergartenish grade kids, first, second graders, young children in elementary school, all wearing their masks, I, you know, um, socially distanced, et cetera. Often the teachers would use videos as learning tools mm-hmm. or maybe as a reward. Yeah, after a lesson, they would play a, a, a video that, you know, uh, encouraged them to exercise or whatever it is. And they would they would love to do that. So I thought like, all right, you know, maybe I can. That's what the where the idea of words came up. Like, let me right. do something word themed. It, it relates to, to kids. For me, um, it's more exciting than like Johnny's got a blue cup. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, there's a level of, of children's music that's like preschool. That's fantastic for preschoolers. But I don't do that. You know, the, when I worked with They Might Be Giants, we didn't do that. And I, it, it's not just not what I enjoy. I like writing music that I would like and then having the lyrics be more child specific. And so these topics like, I, you know, it's challenging to write a song about hyper- hyperbole or alliteration or whatever. So right. it made it fun for me. Um, and, and those are the ages that kids are first learning what that what those words mean. And then right. you drive it home with the song and the video. I watched, right. and, I watched yeah. the videos. Yeah. They're terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The videos are, you know, my, my hope is that the teachers can use the videos just to get the kids inspired mm-hmm. and then teach a lesson. Right. I don't expect to teach a kid the full topic in a three minute song. I try to cover it in there if I can, but, but I want it to just be, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, an easy way to introduce it. Okay, we're going to. You're gonna the schoolhouse rock of 2021. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I. Yeah. That's what I'm. You know, I hope to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, that is what it feels like. And yeah, I'm going to yeah. learn about hype hyperbole. So I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yeah, because Anthony doesn't know very much. Um, wait. Last question. I I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you this one question because a lot of what we do on the show is you know very celebrity oriented. I noticed when I've come to see you play with They Might Be Giants, which is quite a few times, frankly. Um, I've noticed that in the audience, it's a wide uh, like variety of, of ages. It's like um, young families, people bring their kids, you know, that kind of thing. And I have noticed a couple of celebrities in the audience. Okay. Have you who, who have you met over time and what celebrities have come backstage and been like, oh, my God, this is I love this. Oh, um there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, but they, you know, they, they, they're, pro- they may not be the same celebrities that, that most people think of as celebrities these days, but people for me, like Elvis Costello, mm. you know, oh. I got to meet Elvis Costello through They Might Be Giants, who for me is one of my heroes, you know, as a songwriter and, and musically, he's always been one of my heroes. So that was, you know, really exciting. Did Charles, you tell him that? Did you get a chance to say that to him or is that weird? Um, I think I just told them that I, I've always admired his music, you know, and it's an, it's a pleasure to meet you. That kind of thing. I try right. to not get too. Uh, you don't want to gush. Yeah. Mm. Gush. <laughs> I mean, and you know, we, if is Amy Mann a celebrity, you know, I think yeah. so. Yeah. We've, I've been on cruises with her and, and, and we've hung out. She's been backstage with us. We've been backstage with her, Michael Penn, who's her, her husband, um, you know, Charles from the Pixies, the singer of the Pixies, who's another wow. one of my heroes for, over the years. He always he lives in Northampton, Mass. So when we go there, he go, he shows up. And there's been, you know, there have been like the young daughter on The Sopranos came to the show one night and kind of recognized her and things like that. So, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, I don't think of TMBG as really like, you know, it's not like we're Maroon 5 or something and, and uh, it's going to be like a place. Thank to God be. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you, yeah. th- that would be like you know. You just want to show up so other people can know that you were there. I don't know. 
Um, it, the They Might Be Giants is not quite like that, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's been great for for so many years for me. So, yeah, no, you're really, really talented. And I just love the fact that you have had this amazing, successful career that just seems to keep growing and growing. And um, you're going on tour. So just tell me quickly, like, um, you're going to be on tour with your Red Pants people, right? I'm playing with the Red Pants band, yeah. And the, the TMBG, unfortunately, as I said, we got canceled on the tour. Um, it was postponed till 2021. And then an entire year, which started in March, was now moved to 2022. Hmm. So we're starting in March of 2022. We had even s- scheduled shows for January and February of 2022, and those were moved to 23. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, um, I don't know all of the specifics of it, but I guess that, you know, with all the variants and everything, we, yeah. we don't want any, have any responsibility for anybody else getting sick or any of the band members getting sick. So it's unfortunate, but that's so that, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> in the meantime, we're, we're shooting some videos in October. We're doing some recording in October. Um, and that will be the first time in, in several months that we've actually all been in the same room together. Um, we did that a few months ago and we hired a private doctor and he tested everybody and we still social distanced. And um, so maybe this time it'll be a little more relaxed. Um, and then I'm playing with the, the, with my children's group, the Red Pants Band. I'm playing in December at the Elmont Library on Long Island. And um, in February, I'm playing a couple of shows in Belmore. Oh, so, wow. yeah, yeah, we're doing we're doing some stuff with that. Just. I want to fill out the calendar and I play in other bands, you know, I play like in cover bands and stuff in the meantime, just to be playing out. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do that a lot. Cause you days. love playing. And then yeah, you no, yeah, cause just- I love playing. Right. And there was a point where they might be giants sort of our schedule was like a full year of tour, a full year of not touring. You know, we, we, we it, it used to be all the time. And right. then it, it, in the last few years, it sort of went to every other year. And I thought like, well, in the other years, I still want to be playing and I want to be playing not, in my basement, I want to be playing in front of people with other musicians. Mm. So I started picking up other work and, and uh, so I've been doing that a lot. So that's, you know, it's gets me busy and, and uh, just makes me more excited for when we get back on tour with the giants. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, Danny, thank you so much for talking to us and thank you for being here. You're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, Anthony. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. uh, you know, good luck. Hang in there. sir. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Anthony stuck with me. Um, and we can find you at what's where's the best place. So Danny Weinkoff.com. Yeah. And uh, then on Spotify or YouTube or any place, just Danny Weinkoff. W-E-I-N-K-A-U-F. 